If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. So this podcast is halfway through game week 22, so let's find out how we've been getting on. There's still a lot of football to be played, so let's not panic if we've played our wildcard and we're losing. Yes, but if you are losing at this stage, you should panic a little bit, particularly if a friend of yours is, what, 10, 15 points ahead. <clears throat> How many points do Bielsa Bubbly have this week? Uh, well, uh, just a quick uh, reminder for anyone who's not following it exactly. Football is a shit game and so is FPL. So I played my wild card, leaning heavily on games that have subsequently been cancelled. So <laughs> at time of recording after the first round of games, I have 33 points having played my wild card and you have... 51 points yes yes but we, you have a minus four so 47 i trail by 14 points however mm-hmm. i have seven players still to play in the second round of games and you have only three yes. including cristiano ronaldo who you captained yeah. as did not even make the bench in manchester united's most recent game that's correct. Now, the problem <laughs> with... Well, just hold on, because I'm in the lead. So just, you know, it's better to have points on the board, oh. as we all know, in football, in FPL, and in life. Um, Ronaldo, obviously, it's that whole thing with the app, where you get that weather warning. That in. bloody app. But Ralph... Well, no, this is the thing. I didn't listen to the app, because I watched Ralph Ragnick's um, press conference, and he said he was going to play. So, ugh. anyway, You've been I'm Ragnicked. ahead. I've I'm ahead. We all feel good. Now, both of us went to football matches this weekend. John, let's start by talking about the Premier League, a fantastic game of football on Sunday between West Ham United and Leeds. Could Mm. have been 4-2. In the end, it was 3-2. And and what's his flavour? Getting a hat-trick. So you must be delighted because he's in your team, isn't he? Shut up, you fool. Um, no, I don't have any Leeds players currently. Oh. Uh, there is. I don't want to reveal too much about my tactics. You know, I spoke to a, a league rival, Russell Howard, this week, and we had a quick chat. And uh, in our FPL oh. discussion, I mentioned that I was thinking of playing my wild card. He advised me heavily against it. Yeah. I played it anyway. And I've got to <laughs> tell you, I played it really to future-proof the team. So not only have I picked a, a squad that is now a lot better than the one I had, I, I've been very careful, and I would say I didn't even pick the best uh, 11 I could have put out this week because the players I've picked, I've looked at the next sort of four game weeks. There will be Leeds players coming in. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick any. I have to say, hand on heart, if I had have brought in a Leeds player and I did look into it, I wouldn't have picked Jack Harrison, and I was 
absolutely delighted to see him score a hat-trick. Um, I was at the game because of the unique uh, layout of the Olympic Stadium. I couldn't tell who'd scored uh, because so far away from it. Um, and I couldn't celebrate the goals because I was there with some West Ham fans. Mm-hmm. So I still haven't screamed, but there is a scream inside of me. I don't know when it's going to come out. Hopefully not when I pick my daughter up from school because that'll freak out some of the other mums. But well, maybe, um, maybe do it now. <laughs> do you think I can do it now? Well, it's not a good noise, though. I don't like it. It's I don't okay. like the noise I make at football. It's okay. Just if at any point throughout the show you fancy just letting that scream. It's a horrible noise, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I was in a similar situation. I went to watch Forest at Millwall, mm. and we got a late winner. Yes. And I was sat with Millwall supporters mm. and couldn't. So I just grabbed my girlfriend. And sort of, <laughs> <laughs> like in a sort of like tight hug embrace and just kind of vibrated on the spot. Yes. Because um, you know what? I'm, I never make predictions, but... You could feel it coming, and I said to her, I said, I think we're going to nick this at the end. And obviously, Forrest have been scoring late quite regularly. We've got that Fergie time thing going on, and you could just mm-hmm. see it coming. So obviously, it goes in, but I'm with friends of ours who are lovely people who happen to be Millwall fans, and uh, obviously didn't want to, you know, of all the places, you know, <laughs> unveil yourself, uh, is Millwall. So I just yes. had to kind of just stand there and silently just... I didn't even make that noise. This was the noise I made. That was it. No noise at Absolute all. Absolute silence. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't make any noise because it also that I hadn't realised. My view of West Ham is that they're having a really good season. This, yeah. The atmosphere at the ground was bad. I what mean, do you mean? They're just not. They doesn't seem to be enjoying it. Because there's a new pressure, though, isn't there? That's the problem. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think that they were all saying we should not be where we are in the league, and that, and and it was the same. Their season is sort of microcosmed in the game. Because I'd written that game off as a lead fan. I thought, I'm going there to have a nice day. I'll have a few beers. We're not going to win because we've got a severely depleted squad. And we had two injuries in the first 20 minutes. So we replaced two players who only just got back from fitness themselves with teenagers. I was like, this is done. Game over. Fine. I'll have a nice day. When we scored and there was a threat that we might get something out of the game, it became unbearable. And I couldn't enjoy it because I thought, oh my God, it's going to be awful when we lose this now because we've been ahead. And I think that was with the atmosphere in the ground with West Ham. It's like, it's going to be awful when we slip down the league because we were fourth at one point. And I've never, ever approached a stadium and not heard a single song. There was no singing at all anywhere around the stadium until you sort of get inside and the game started. A very odd experience, but a wonderful day. Well, it was great for you. I mean, the fourth one went in, slightly unlucky that it then hits the bum of the guy who's offside and it not touched him. Yeah, I've not seen it back yet. I've not not seen a tape. Um, Obviously, we'll have a look at it, uh, speak to the guys in VAR, but I was in a WhatsApp group with Leeds fans who said, we have been robbed and the game is a farce. But equally, should have been three all. I don't know how they had a header in the last minute. I think I blamed it on the the, the the build of footballers because footballers are so strong and muscly. I mean, the ball sort of hits him and somehow loops up and over the goal. A spongier, more middle-aged head, such as my own, just wouldn't have been able to generate enough power to put the ball over the net. You know, a soft, balding palate, such as my own, 
the ball would have inevitably gone in because they just wouldn't have had the muscles to get it up over the goal. So it's their own fault for being strong and fit. Your day didn't end there, though, did it? Because you oh, then went no. to the snooker at the Ali I did Palette. what all the lads do. They go to West Ham, they have a bit of a tear up and a few pints, and then they sit very quietly at the snooker. And did you go to the snooker on your own? No, I went with my friend Nicholas um, and had a wonderful time. You must have been really drunk at that point. On arrival at the snooker, I was I was more drunk than I should be. And I, I'll level with you. All I was thinking is, I'm going to really need a pee at some point. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up. And I don't want to be on telly as the guy who cost Barry Hawkins a frame because he was about to piss his pants. But my bladder really behaved itself. I don't know okay. what was up, but it really behaved itself. It was a bit naughty early doors. It was a bit naughty at the uh, the football. But at the snooker, it really, really knuckled down. I was very proud of it. I tell you why you'd have been cold at the football. Mm, do you that think can make you want to go snooker indoors? Bit warmer. That's Lovely when warm Willie. That's when number twos start to be you know baked. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Baked is horrible. Cold is pee. Warm is poo. That's what I, that's how science works. <laughs> I met at the snooker. <laughs> I met at the snooker uh, Jan Verhas, who Ooh. snooker fans will know. Do you know Jan Verhas? Uh, not off the top of my head, I have to say. He's a tournament official. Um, oh, yes, the ref. The ref, yeah, the ref. And I made, I had a routine about Jan Verhas uh, two tours ago about him cupping my genitalia with his soft white gloves on. And it's the sort of routine you do, it gets a laugh. You think, well, I'm never going to meet Jan Verhas. Then suddenly you're talking to Jan Verhas about a routine you had where he cups your genitalia with his white gloves on. And he took it very well, I have to say. A lovely man. Well, it's a great idea for this week's forfeit. (laughs) One of us has to to cup the other one's balls wearing white gloves. Um, no, I'm too far behind to commit to that. And I, I, do you know what? It's one of those, I don't want to cop your balls, and I don't even want you to cop my balls. Yeah, it's so, a double forfeit, that, isn't it? No one really wins out of that. I mean, I guess the person having their balls cupped is marginally uh, less punished. Oh, it's making me feel sick, the thought of cupping your balls. Well, don't I don't do want it. to think about it or talk about it anymore. Let's just agree, let's just agree that we're not going to do it. I'll tell you one thing that I have um, really got into. I, t- I told you about this. No. Organic, organic honey. Right, man. God, we I mean, really got... are the lads, aren't we? Millwall well, and West Ham away days, and then a conversation about snooker and organic honey. You know what? I was in. I went off like a rocket at Millwall away, and I was just like drinking, just like. Ugh. I could and... tell you were drunk because we were talking about meeting up, weren't we? And I could, uh, without revealing, you've got certain tells, and I could. I thought I'm not going to go and meet him because he's hammered. <laughs> what was the tell? I don't want to tell you because then you'll stop doing it. And uh, it's nice to be able to work. I mean, one of the tells was you texting me a picture of your very annoyed looking girlfriend. (laughs) I thought he's going to get in trouble in a minute. She obviously didn't know you were taking the picture. It wasn't a very flattering picture. And she looked like a woman who was saying he's taking an effing picture of me again. And I've had enough. So that's when I tactically decided not to join you and let you die on your own. It was one of those ones where towards the end of the night, I was forgetting that we'd already got drinks. I was coming. I'd go to the toilet and come back. She was like, you've already got a pint. I was like, oh, well, now we've got two, haven't we? You just like sat there with like a load of beer in front of you. So I kept spilling on myself. Then I had a vague memory that I'd ordered spicy chicken wings. I mean, this is like... 
at night. Your relationship with food when you're drunk is hilarious. You just in what well, way? you just forget it exists. You order like two takeaways, or yeah. <gasps> oh, you're right. You know what I ordered? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I just remember this. I ordered an an Oreo waffle with fudge oh, ice cream. God. Yeah, so then the door goes. I basically forgotten I'd ordered it. The door Who's goes, that? and there's a guy there with like, yeah, and you're like, it obviously just comes in a little bag. It's not Pizza Hut, you know. It's just like some like one of those dessert places. So I was like, this is great. That's exactly what I wanted. Did you think it was a gift? Watching old cluffy videos, crying, <laughs> eating an Oreo waffle. <laughs> oh man, I always. Well, I don't know what it is about me now. When I get drunk, I watch. I'm not a maudlin guy at all, but I'm always like. I watch either Harry Kane's interview after the Germany game or the BBC closing montage from the Euros or in Clough's interviews after his last game. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? What I need at the end of the night now for some reason is like spicy food, then lots of chocolate, and then just a bit of a weep. Nothing too big, but a bit of a cry. What does that mean? I think it means you're becoming Bridget Jones. But the man version. Barry Jones. I think it's just yin and yang, isn't it? You're you're a you you know a very emotional creature, and you'll have obviously had quite a laddie day at Millwall drinking lager, and then yeah. you just wanted to have a bit of chocolate and a cry because you're all <laughs> about really balance. Fun, really funny bit at Millwall. So we went with a mutual friend of mm-hmm. ours, um, and they have a a box at Millwall, and uh, it, you know we've been there a few times. And it's, it's always great, a good isn't it? Because you get to say you've done Millwall away, but actually you're very safe. Yes, and also it's like. It's it's lovely, but it's not you know it's it's the right level of kind of like hospitality. Um, well, that's it. It's a small ground, so you're still very near the pitch. Yes, yeah. So it's great. And then um, so got like ordering beers and stuff, and just like chips and nipples. And then one of like the staff comes in. They're like, "Oh, we just got you this," and it was just a box of biscuits but like you know um family circle or peak green sort of i was like this is great like bourbons custard creams you know that's that's way better than um you know i don't know some sort of black cherry mousse with uh you know organic uh you know goat's cheese uh you know sorbet mm, what a disgusting pudding you've made up there you've... That, i don't know where that came from but you know what i mean i'm like after a game of football, a couple of custard creams and a bourbon, maybe even a, a jammy dodger, I think I've got my mitts on. I mean, this was the thing. You know what I'm like? I'm very sort of COVID-aware, so I turn up in my mask. I've got gloves, you yeah. know, all this sort of thing. A few Peronis. And my hands were in the biscuits. They were in the crisps. I was, you know, hugging people. Cupping their like... balls with your gloves on. <laughs> but that's how this virus spreads. You know, biscuits probably are a vector. Yes, what biscuit do you think is responsible for most COVID spread? Hmm, that's good. You have to break this down into its constituent parts, mm. don't you? You have to think. Demographic of people most... Well, okay. What's the nation's favourite biscuit? No, I, do, I, think you go, I think you're wrong there, because I think the biscuit that spreads COVID is the one that people pick up and then decide they don't want, and that's the spread. The biscuit that they do want, they go straight for, they take it out of the packet, there's no issue. The biscuit that you pick up and then you think, that weird one that looks like a, a loaf of Hovis that has no business. Oh, it yeah. doesn't deserve in a sweet biscuit box. It's just a horrible digestive. It's too thick. It's too dry. It's rank. It certainly doesn't belong on a cheese board either. There's no, so that's the one I think you pick it up and then you think, oh God, what am I doing? There's pink wafer there. So you put it back down again. Ah, but you know what? The other thing you've got to consider is it, it's very easy to go box of biscuits, old people, but old people are more likely to have had their jabs, therefore less likely to effectively transmit the disease. So what you need to think is what biscuits are the unvaccinated I see. eating? So what do anti-vaxxers mm. eat? 
I mean, apart from lies, you know, I imagine they just eat like protein dust <laughs> in some sort of milkshake. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... do you know what they eat? I bet they, they, I bet they spend their day arguing about government conspiracies and how you can't trust yeah. the vaccine because you don't know what's in it, and then they go to McDonald's. Yeah, and I think exactly yeah, eat stuff that they don't know what's in it. This is the gag there. Do you know? Do you don't know get it? Yeah, bake bake that bread yourself. Did you? <laughs> Totally right. I mean, although the McPlant burger is excellent. I don't know if you tried it. Yes, I have had one. Well, we're meeting up in a few weeks, and maybe we could have a McPlant burger together. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? We're veganing up. Oh, we're beyond meeting up? Oh, yes, there it is. That's the gag. You were talking about organic honey, and I feel I interrupted you. Were oh, you just going to say you like God. it? or It's incredible. So I got I got a jar of it in a, in a Christmas hamper, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not the sort of thing I'd ever treat myself to. It tastes like fruit. It is so sweet. So I've started having it on my yogurt and fruit in the morning. I actually found out where they sell it and went over there the other day, and it's like six quid a jar. Oh, that's a dear do, isn't it? Do you think any of that six pound is going back to the bees? Do you think the bees are in like a gold-plated hive or they've got like a telly? Well, they're obviously being kept in organic fashion, aren't they? So yes, in some way it means that they're not battery bees or whatever, you know, that they will be getting, uh, you know, better pollen in better circumstances. So, yeah. So presumably the, the flowers then have to be organic. I think every part of the process, surely. I mean, You've been done, mate. You can't control a bee. Well, I just feel like, you know what? The more I go through life, the more I identify with Winnie the Pooh because I think <laughs> I really like You don't honey. wear pants. I don't wear pants. He wears a red shirt. And I would have loved to have lived in the Hundred Acre Wood. And P- Piglet was my favourite. And therefore, I'd want to be friends with Piglet rather than be Piglet. And I think you know where I'm coming from. And uh, I, I just No, think... I don't. You want to have sex well, with if... Piglet? No, my point is, if you've got a favourite character, you don't want to be the character, do you? you oh, I see. Them. It won't you surprise I mean? you that I'm an Eeyore guy. Oh, 100% you're Eeyore. Oh, well. Oh, brother. And I'd be, I probably would be winning the poem. I'm, I'm, you know, my weight fluctuates um, and I, I really like honey. And you are a sort of thick optimist. Yeah, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd accept that uh, as a compliment, even though it's probably not meant as one. I think I'm probably spiritually somewhere between Rabbit and Eeyore. I'm sort of grumpy, but also quite neurotic and needy. <laughs> now, just on this week's forfeit, I can't remember whether I've got to dance or contact Toby Bevans. Uh, you've got to dance this week um, yeah. to uh, a tune of my choosing. Yes, and, and what is that? Guaglione. What? That one. Okay, I don't know it. You, you might have to send me the link. I've never it was on it. a beer advert um, not long ago, but I will send you the link. I've, I've been generous because I've picked a tune I like to dance to, and I picture okay. you doing quite a funny dance because it's, okay. it's it's a good dance to just, you know, freestyle to. I didn't want you having to learn any moves or anything like that. And, and what I want you to do, I want you to wear something funny. I want you to put the tune on, and then I just want you to see what happens. Okay. Because you'll find it, it'll get inside you, and I think you'll enjoy it. I think posting okay. it online will be embarrassing for you, and I'll enjoy that. But it's a fun song to dance to. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to doing that. There was chat of me contacting Toby Bevans. Well, that is um, that is the forfeit this week. Yes. Well, we have news. <gasps> Paul Harris has been in touch. He said, hi, guys. Just listening to the latest podcast and the wonderful Mo Salad Cream feature. I Ugh. think John's been had over. 
And although not his brother, Toby Bevans was in fact at school with John a couple of years above him. Keep up the good work. What? Yeah. Apparently Toby Bevans went to the same school as you. Did he? This is what Paul Harris says. Old Bevmeister General. Yeah, LRGS, he says. Yeah, that's the school I went to. What's that for? Lancaster something grammar school? Well, it makes me sound bad, doesn't it? Lancaster Royal Grammar School, because there's a royal What does it make you sound bad? Well, it just makes me sound like a pompous, middle-class, privately educated. It was a a grammar school. I passed the 11 plus. There was no fee-paying involved. No, mate, people know what grammar schools are. You don't, you've don't. got no need to apologise. Oh, it's the royal clever. bit, doesn't it? It makes it sound like we had one royal visit while I was there from Princess Anne and uh, didn't meet her. Thank we God had to install a special toilet that was only for Princess Anne and she didn't go to the toilet. So that's what I what? can tell you about Princess Anne. What's, so what was the special toilet? Did you get to see it? I think it's just like a portaloo, but like a posh portaloo. But you have to, when the royals come, I don't know if this is just Anne or it's universal for all the royals, but you have to install a toilet that nobody else is allowed to use except them. Um, Hmm. That can't be possible everywhere, surely. Well, I don't know. Uh, You know, I I get it. As someone who got the train down to London and mistimed his toilet visit, I wish I'd have had that rule on the LNER service to London on Saturday evening because my nostrils were clogged with something very unpleasant. Oh, dear. Yes. So, Sunday night, you, you, you go to the West Ham game, then you go to the snooker. Yeah. Then you had to get up early to get home. So what time did you get up this morning? I awoke this morning at 5.30 a.m. Oh. And I'll tell you what, when that alarm went off, I didn't know what was going on. I was in the <laughs> deepest, drunkest sleep I've been in for a long time. The room was pitch black. I didn't know what country I was in. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know where I was supposed to be going. It was a very, very unpleasant start to my day today. And And for the record, what country were you in? I was in England. I was in London. I was staying... You don't don't want to advertise, do you? But I'll tell you what, I never sleep better than in a Premier Inn. Oh, absolutely brilliant night's sleep at a Premier Inn. Yeah. And the breakfast. Did you get any brekker? Not at half five. There weren't even shops open in the... Ch- I thought I'd pick some up at the station before I get on the train. I, I was before even, like... the. the- if you're there before the guys are up across and Delice de France, you've had an early start to the day. I could see them through there warming the ovens up and getting the old baguettes out, but nothing for sale, no food on the train, which is just as well, because I think I'd have been sick. But I tell you what, yeah, the moon this morning... <gasps> did you see oh, mate, the moon? You know what? I took a photo of it last night. Wasn't it incredible? Oh, you can't get a good picture of the moon. You know you what? You just give right, up trying actually. in the end. Yeah, the number this of times. That's so weird. Because you can't I was get a rubbing, good picture of the moon. I was rubbing the camera on my phone going, why can't I you get you a decent... You know what? I'm going to put the pictures on the group now because this is so weird that we've got this in common. I was there last night trying to photograph them. It was beautiful, clear. Um... I was howling at it last night. So what time did you get back to your hotel then? How drunk were you? I don't know. I remember having a very intense conversation with a taxi driver because I think I felt guilty that I was drunk and I'd had a nice day and he was too big for his car and I was really worried about him. He was just oh, a very big guy, you know, tall, and I felt very safe with him. Um, but when I got in the cab, I had to say something. I was like, you you need a bigger car. You, you're in this like eight hours a day. You're going to develop back problems. Are you gonna? He was like, oh, I'm ordering a bigger car, but it doesn't come till February. I was like, I'm really worried about you because you look so uncomfortable. I mean, it sounds like you're fat shaming the guy. 
No, no, he wasn't fat. I'm just saying he was, he was very tall. He was a tall, well-built gentleman, but he just he he wasn't built for a Toyota Prius. He was too Whoa. tall. He was sort of his 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 head was touching the ceiling. It was sort of mothering him in a way that I don't think he particularly wanted. So then I think I got back about midnight, um, and then the check-in guy at the hotel was infuriatingly chirpy. And he told me he was. I said, "Oh, I'm I'm just starting." I was like, "Why are you in such a good mood?" He was like, "Ah, oh, I like I like my job. I like being. You know, I'll see you in the morning." I was like, "Oh God, he's going to be there at R five, and I knew I was going to feel bad at R five. Thankfully, he wasn't there. I I, <laughs> I even allowed myself a little fantasy that he'd had a real sort of energy crash and that he regretted his earlier optimism he was probably just tending to something as the night porter but i had a little moment of thinking i hope he's slumped in a chair thinking he feels like crap because that's the bitterness i carry when you dare to be in a good mood but let's just have this right so you've been to a premier league football match yeah and you've watched your team win you've then been to another major sporting event on the same day yeah at the Alexandra Palace, you've had a great time. I met Jan Verhaas. You met Jan Verhaas and told him about your fantasy of him and your balls. Yeah. You then got in a taxi. So you're on cloud nine at this point, maybe even cloud 10, if that's possible. You then got in a taxi. So from cloud 10, you get in a taxi and start going, bloody hell, mate, you're a bit bigger. Your car's too small. What about your back? You then turned <laughs> up at the hotel and go, why are you in such a good mood? <laughs> I think I did literally say those words. How are you so grumpy after such a great day? Well, the same as you, yin and yang. You've had a laddie day, so then you had some chocolate and cried. I've had a really happy day, so I took it out on everyone around me. And it shocked me. I had a lovely day, and I I didn't know what to do with myself. So I took it out on a on a hotel receptionist. I wasn't rude to him. It was more, I was just absolutely befuddled. I could understand people being like that at eight in the morning I'm used to, but a guy whose shift starts at midnight, you expect to be, you know, one of those people that oh, I prefer to work at night because I don't like people. He clearly liked people, and yet he's chosen the shift where he's not going to encounter people. And the few people he does encounter, like me, are annoyed at him for being happy. So then you wake up this morning, you don't know what country and you're all disorientated. Yeah, dark. Um, and then I don't shower. Um, Whoa, uh, no, we've covered but, this before. You got on that train without having had a shower. Suck on this as well. Because I knew I was going to the football, I didn't want to be carrying a heavy bag. So I only packed one change of clothes um, for for two days. So I, I was wearing, and indeed now I'm still wearing, everything I wore to the football and snooker yesterday. That is, you know what? Clothes are so light. It really wouldn't have been a heavier bag. Compared to a laptop and a It would have been a bigger bag. You could have folded a pair of pants and socks, mate. Your wallet weighs more than that. Do you know what I did? This is is a great This is inexcusable filth. You you were deteriorating as a person. I took took, um, a pair of horrible, holy socks that, frankly, should have been thrown out long ago, and a Mm. pair of... uh, underpants uh oh. y-front underpants that are too tight and they strangulate my testicle area <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i've kept them um so Hope i wore like those it. on the way down and then when i took them off i just put them in the bin well there so you I go you see you did have back. space you did have space yeah i took a clean pair so then when i got up that day i don't have to justify myself to you but i got up and I changed into clean things when I was around people for the football and the snooker. I was wearing clean clothes. And then this morning for a hungover train journey back, 
I was wearing my own filth. But a shower, John, would have made you feel so much better. Yes, and I wish I hadn't my pants as well. That (laughs) That made the boxer shorts a little uncomfortable, I have to say. The problem is, is this isn't an isolated event. Every week you've got a different excuse as to why you're filthy. <laughs> I don't do it a lot. I think I just do it before I happen to be speaking to you. So perhaps it's something about knowing that we're going to be talking to each other that makes me not see, you know, sort of sense the futility of being clean. We cannot get into a situation where a forfeit is you having a wash. <laughs> we cannot do that because I'll, I'm going to have to start doing that. I'd be like, oh, um, this week's forfeit is to shower for five minutes and put on some clean clothes and um, maybe start eating fruit, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a recap of uh, what else is going on because, of course, we're mid game week. Um, I want to talk about uh, Laura Smith's team. Uh, she is in with a chance of winning a bottle of Malbec and some fake eyebrows. Uh, 26 points currently, uh, and with only three players still to play. So I don't think she's going to be winning the Malbec. Uh, Lucy Beaumont's team uh, has been renamed. Uh, the FPL bods have not allowed Titty Titty Bang Bang. Yeah, I saw it come up in the league. Um, <laughs> she's, she's currently bottom of the league, obviously, because she's only just joined. Mm. But it comes up as pending moderation. Yes. Which does sound like a, a kind of, I, I don't know, pending moderation sounds like a, a new panel show that David Mitchell might host. So I wasn't sure if she'd actually called it pending moderation. You did an advert for um, a new chocolate bar called um, a time bomb, didn't you, as David Mitchell? What? I was trying what to tee you up for an impression again. Oh, God, I'm you so You do thick. quite a good David Mitchell. Well, I, I think I did one line about 10 years ago. Nobody dies in the Quantox jazz. It's fine, getting worse it? with time. So what was it? What was the what was the chocolate bar? Well, let, let's do uh, let's do an existing product. I think he would he would probably advertise something like Domestos or something like that. Do you think? Okay. Toilet duck. Since we uh, are waiting for you to have a pint with a duck. Oh, nice. Oh, great. The toilet's dirty again. Muggins here has got to clean it up. And there's only one thing I'm going to use, Jez, and that's toilet duck. (laughs) It's not not your best. It's not your best. Um, Lucy Beaumont is on 22 points. Um, She has a number of players still to play, though. Um, Mm. And she has God on her side, as we know. Yes, of course. And she's playing for the uh, Vinnie Vandervee puppet now last week i i sort of said invoking the curse i said i hoped that antonio and bowen didn't score any points they did score points but west ham did lose so i don't know how you feel in terms of the curse but what we did discuss at length last week was me forming a new political party and you did your jamie carragher impression and then lo and behold (laughs) gary neville this week has joined the labor party he has indeed. Um, I mean, he's always been known as a kind of centre-left kind of guy, hasn't he? So it's not a huge a surprise. Red. red Nev, absolutely. That's part of the reason for his nickname. Um, but yeah, certainly on the week where we've invoked Carragher and Neville, and obviously their great um, joke before the Brighton Palace game the other night where they're doing this stuff about the party. Have you seen that? I didn't see that, no. Oh, man, it's so funny. So before kickoff, they're pitch side, and Neville goes, you know, Friday night football, we always seem to get a party. And then Carragher's gone, Graham Potter's players, 
They've got a job of work to do tonight. They cannot be in party mode. You know, if they don't understand the difference between work and a party, they're in big trouble. Really funny. Really funny, the pair of them. And I can tell by your roaring laughter um, <laughs> that you loved it as well. Um, so he's had a very political week, Gary Neville. So we've had an email subject to the curse of Matt Ford from Isaac. <laughs> says, Dear Matt and John, originally a sceptic, I have reluctantly now come to accept that the curse of Matt Ford is in fact undeniable. It is clear that Matt is responsible for Harry Kane's dubious form and more generally this tumultuous season of FPL. Upon this realisation, I've started to consider the broader consequences of the curse and how Matt may have ruined all of our lives. Whoa. Since the Political Party podcast was started, Labour have lost 59 seats, the UK has left the European Union and Daniel Hannan became the Baron Hannan of Kingsclear. Moreover, from when Matt joined the party... Labour has lost 219 seats, returned to the wilderness, and Tony Blair went from being loved to loathed. It seems only logical conclusion to make is that the curse of Matt Ford has deprived us from joyful, prosperous, socially democratic governance and left us with austerity, isolation and Richard Bergen. (laughs) I think Jamie Carragher would say. (laughs) I don't think... I don't think that's the right analysis, by the way. Because, first of all, if you want Labour to be elected, they've got to be near the centre of ground. You cannot win. And we know all this. Labour doesn't win when it's far left. So I, what I would say about 40 is, I think he's been on the right side of that debate. And until the Labour Party starts listening to people like 40, you know, let's not forget, he worked in there. And, you know, the leaders he supported used to win elections. Now, it, 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 it would be like Man United fans saying, let's not listen to Alex Ferguson. Or, you know, Man United fans saying, bring back Van Hall. You know, so that's what the Labour Party's got to do. It's got to rediscover Alex Ferguson and move away from Van Hall. You speak very well. Thanks very much. Tala. Okay, well, it's time for our brand new feature Lukaku's Line Is It Anyway? Where. Why are you emphasizing the, the car? What? Well, why you put all the emphasis on car? You've ruined the pun. Lukaku's line is it anyway. It's Lukaku's line is it anyway. You don't say Lukaku, do you? No, but it's whose line is it anyway, so you have to. Lukaku's line is it anyway. Lukaku's line is it anyway. <laughs> that game, based on the um, the improv game from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Improv. I don't really remember this game, but you, you talked me through it last week. Yeah, so like Colin Mockery would be pretending to dance to music and then the doorbell would go and okay. it would be, you know... Guy who really needs the toilet, and then you know Ryan Stars would come in like, "Oh, hey, did you get a? Do you have a bathroom?" And he'd go, "Oh, good to see you, guy who really needs the toilet." And Clive Evans would go, "Yes." <laughs> so what would happen? I'm going to be a footballer. Yes, and you've got to guess who I am. Okay, I'll put my Proclaimer CD on and put some vegan nibbles out. Just wait for my guest to arrive. Ding dong! Oh, there we go. Uh, Hello. Hiya, it's me. <laughs> oh, come in. Oh, oh, I like your house. I'd love to have a party here one day. Right, you sound a lot like my friend Matt Ford. Oh, should I be talking to me? I'm worried that if I do the voice, then it kind of gives it away. Is that not the game? Okay. <laughs> oh, I love your house. Oh, it's great in here, isn't it? Are you still playing the game or have you retired? Oh, don't you know? I think you recognise me. 
I think I might know oh, who yeah. you are. But yeah, football fan. Yeah, we're similar height, me and you, aren't we? I think we're getting all right. Oh, maybe I don't know who you are then. Yeah, you know, I'm dancing right now. I'm, I'm dancing, me. I'm having a great time. <laughs> oh, it was like it was like the party we had. Um, how many years ago now? About four years ago. God, that was a great party. That. So you're a Lancastrian. Sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sort of around that part. You know, we had a, we had a party together, you and I, or you had a party four oh, years ago. Oh, I had ago. a big party four years ago. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I see. You know, after after the big thing that happened. And and does your name rhyme with party? Uh, not if you say it right. Why <laughs> <laughs> like, did you think I was then? Are you Jamie Vardy? No, I'm not. No. Right. No, so it's not, not Jamie Vardy's having a party. Not Jamie Vardy. Okay. So let me give you a clue. Um, uh, sometimes I go to parties when I shouldn't. This might be one of them. <laughs> right. So you're a, na- a naughty footballer. Oh, I'm not too naughty, no, because you look at me, you think, oh, he's just a little baby, can't be naughty, but sometimes I think I probably am a bit naughty. You're a young-looking, northwestern, currently playing footballer? Yeah, when I'm allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. But that, you know, you play for a big club, you're not going to play all the time. But it's a nightmare when you're so good, you know. So you're at Manchester City? Oh, yes, I am, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I love playing for him, you know. I mean, with you know them and the others. Are you Phil Foden? I am Phil Foden. Oh. I mean, you recognise me because you're a proper football fan and everything. And is that what Phil Foden sounds like, or is that just a, a sort of offensive version of Phil Foden? I liked no, it. it. Very, very soft like that, isn't he, Phil Foden? Yeah. Is he that? Sound camp? like Lucy now. He is a bit camp, you know. And yeah. does he laugh and giggle after he speaks? Oh, I'm sure he does if you tickle him. <laughs> Okay, Press him well, on his belly, he'll laugh all night. I prefer him to Vinny. I well, don't know if... you, I mean, you hate Vinny, don't you? Big fan of the show, by the way, guys. Great to be here. Um, uh, you, oh, the way you talk about Vinny, I, I, you know, I wanted a Vinny for Christmas. Did you? But Carl Walker said I couldn't have one. He said it was cretinous. He said I should have more um, masculine tastes. Right, okay. Oh, I said, cut... all right, then. I said, get me Encyclopedia Britannica, and he did. Did he? Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, I got a leather-bound version in my trophy room. I got that in my World Cup thing from 2017. That was the big party I had four years ago you didn't pick up on. Yeah, I didn't understand oh, what that five meant. years ago now. Five years ago now. Yeah, oh, he's changed. Oh, oh uh, yeah, well, I'm getting older, aren't I? No. no I was, yeah, no, yeah, I'm from Northwest, aren't I? No. But uh, big fan of the show. Lovely talking to you both. I've got, I've got to go now, training. We, we train a lot, you know. Yeah, all right. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, the party hasn't gone the way I thought it would, but thanks for being the only person who came. Oh, well, I've enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, I love you on um, 8 out of 10 cats and, and meet Richardson's. Mm. Meet Richardson's. And uh, yeah, big, 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 big fan of all your output. You too, Fordy. Cheers, mate. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, Phil. Cheers, mate. Phil Foden there. Yeah. Did you guess it right? Hello at cpfpl.com. So next week, it's the other way around. Yes, you've I did. Got to, you've, got to be the, you've got to be the player and I'll okay. be the guesser. All right. Well, I shall... Uh... Look forward to it. Yeah, I guess so. That was Lukaku's line, is it anyway? Did I say it right that time? <laughs> it was better, yes. Okay. Pedant's Corner here, John. Mm-hmm. We've had an email from Jan Godfrey. Yes. He says, talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you've been very occupied with proper pronunciation, but your pronunciation with regards to Norwegian names has been shocking. Yeah. He said, I've got an idea for a forfeit. You could always try eating surströmming, a lovely dish of fermented fish from Sweden. I'd love to hear the noises Matt would make from eating it. Well, Jan, I'm allergic to it. Yeah, I'll it tell you the noise me. you'd make. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, <get me. laughs> 
<laughs> that's all we got time for this week. That's how I'd end it. I'll just just wrap the podcast up like a pro. Um, so how should we be pronouncing Oligon Solskjaer? Well, Jan has sent us a video. A lesson in Norwegian pronunciation. Ola Gunnar Solskjaer, Erling Braut Holland, and Lars Bohinen. <laughs> you got Lars Bohinen right. Holland. A lesson in Norwegian pronunciation. Ola Gunnar Solskjaer. Ola Gunnar Solskjaer. Ola Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked and is pissed off. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Because you hate it when I put any effort into pronouncing foreign words properly. So you get angry enough if I pronounce like jalapeno upsets you. How would you feel if we were chatting and say, Fordy, what do you make of the uh, rumours that Urlink Holland might be coming to Leeds? Well, I'd laugh in your face, obviously. Yeah. The problem is, you try and make me out to be some kind of mad Brexiteer when it comes to the pronunciation of foreign you words. You do. You want all say, foreign words sent back I on say your T-shirt. Jalapenos. The one that drove me mad was when you the way you pronounced chorizo when you started doing chorizo, and I just thought, oh, that was, that, was, that was... You knew you were going too far. You knew you were provoking a lot of people when you did it that way. You're gambling on people just going... Keeping their mouth shut. You're, you're gambling on British good manners. It's chorizo. Or even you better, do it the or I just is... call it red sausage. You got any no, red you're... sausage in that duck? That spicy sausage, the red one. It's not my character that is the problem in this exchange. It is yours. Because when you're doing it, you're doing it to look more clever. You're doing it at a restaurant table to look better. You're saying, look, I'm cleverer than you. You're not saying I want chorizo. You're saying I want to look clever and I'll have a side of smug and uh, a shot of, you know, self-satisfaction. Well, do you know what's even worse is because I don't eat it. So the sentence I'd be saying is, as a vegan, I don't eat chorizo. However, I'll have the butternut squash. <laughs> butternut squash is one of the worst foods on the planet. And the, the, what's I think what's more annoying about it is because the fact it's got butter in it, it makes you think of something creamy and not mm. something sickeningly sweet. It's a horrible vegetable. Yeah, butternut squash almost sounds like butterscotch. Nosh. Yeah, sounds like a pudding, doesn't it? You think, oh, that'll yeah. be nice. And it is too sweet to be in main courses. And as a vegan, it's the thing you get everywhere. Wild mushroom risotto or butternut squash. I'm going to invent a pudding for you called butterscotch nosh. So then you get <laughs> the satisfaction of what you think you'll get in for butternut squash with butterscotch nosh. And it will just be a really nice butterscotch pudding maybe a nice butterscotch cake with butterscotch icing and hot butterscotch sauce you keep saying butterscotch but I'm, I'm getting confused that's why um why well, but you could have a is there a buttery whiskey cocktail i bet there is didn't you oh, have one at butter, christmas hot... i did it was you... one of it triggered one of the most catastrophic gout flares i've ever experienced <laughs> It was hot buttered bourbon, and into that goes Jack Daniels, fresh whipped cream, nutmeg, maple syrup, um, what's the other thing, cinnamon, mm. uh, and hot water. And I've got to tell you, it is absolutely sensational, but it will, if you've got gout, it'll make your foot pop, pal. <laughs> so be warned. But I'll make, I'll make it for you. So we are midway through the game week, so the forfeit uh, to contact Toby Bevins I mean, it remains to be seen who it will be, but since I know he's now an alumni, um, yeah. an alumnus, and, uh, 
he's he's you know I I'll catch up with him on the OLS network. Basically, I'll just fire off an email to Tobster. Uh, an old Lancastrian, all, eh? I all, knew from the tie. All the other uh, famous old Lancastrians, like um, one-time Olympic gold medalist cyclist Jason Queeley. Oh, nice. And Dr. Richard Owen, who coined the term dinosaur, went oh, wow. to my school. And, 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 and Cecil Parkinson. And I oh, think, lovely. I think that's lovely, it. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well... Who went to your school? Email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Particularly. Why not? Oh, it'll just bore me. I don't care. Really? Yeah, I don't care. So you get to list all your alumni, but the rest of us just have to sort of sit here politely and then not get our go. Yeah, I don't give a shit who went to your school. Fair point. I mean, it's a terrible idea for the feature. Don't bother emailing us about (laughs) stuff like that. But do email us with any other stuff you'd like to get. I think it's good for listeners to know you know, even with Lukaku's lines anyway, Mo Salad Cream, that there are features that we do turn down. Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, most features that get suggested actually don't make it to air. You know, that's something that uh, a lot of people don't realise about the podcasting game, actually. You know, it is it is brutal in here. It really is. That's all we've got time for this week. The next podcast will be out on Friday, the 21st of January, and will feature Pets Shop Boys manager, Chloe Pets. Remember to send us any ideas you have for the show. Hello at cpfpl.com. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Find us on Instagram, ComediansPlayingFPL. Facebook, at ComediansFPL. Share it. Tell everyone about it. Get into... <laughs> Why are you laughing? You always laugh when I do my little bit. Share it. <laughs> Share it. Share it. Read all about it. Get it out there. Oh. Give it your mate, even if you don't want it. Give him it. I'd have been a great, in olden times, town crier or, you know, guy on the corner selling local newspaper. If uh, if any film directors are, are listening and would like to cast. And indeed, any extra advice you want to give me. And I can't stress this enough. Literally no one has been in touch. Yeah, in time. You don't need any extra advice, all the YouTube videos you're watching. At Matt Ford. Good luck for the rest of Game Week 2022. It's because it's 2022 and this is Game Week 2022 that falls in the year 2022. Deep in it. Makes you think. Bye. Bye. Bye.